Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to The Cultured Bumpkin, a literature podcast with Jake Phillips, where we present audiobook-quality readings of the classics for your enjoyment. Thank you for stopping by. And remember, just because you're a bumpkin doesn't mean you can't be cultured. Hello and welcome back to The Cultured Bumpkin. I'd like to say hello to Stephen Russell. Stephen, thank you for your email and thank you for your, uh, you bought me a coffee in the link. I really appreciate that. And uh, to those of you who don't know Stephen, he wrote, I'm a new listener. After catching the famous jumping frog of Calaveras County, I wonder how the ransom of Red Chief could be anyone's all-time favorite. I made it very clear that that was my all-time favorite. It's predictable and boring, but I pressed through while doing yard work and on your high praise of it. But now, what will I think of your next recommendation? Your podcast is very easy to listen to, no static, just plain high-quality literature and goodness. You can be proud of it in every way. Steve, thank you. Thank you, thank you. That's uh, so nice of you to say, and I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. I'm, I'm glad you powered through the ransom of Red Chief. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I really appreciate the kind words and the, uh, the contribution at uh, Buy Me a Coffee. Thank you so much. And if you want to be cool like Steve, you can go to the show notes, and there are several ways that you can contribute to help keep the cultured bumpkin uh, coming to you in podcast form. Uh, and there's several ways you can do that. You can just, I'll let you explore them. But on to the story. And today, um, I would like to present Stephen Leacock. Now, you may be familiar with him and maybe not. Either way, he's kind of a Canadian Mark Twain. He uh, was active during the early 20th century and he wrote a lot of stuff that was just, it was a lot of fun. And this one. I'm going to read today is called How to Live to Be 200 by Stephen Leacock. Twenty years ago, I knew a man called Jiggins who had the health habit. He used to take a cold plunge every morning. He said it opened his pores. After it, he took a hot sponge. He said it closed the pores. He got so that he could open and shut his pores at will. Jiggins used to stand and breathe at an open window for half an hour before dressing. He said it expanded his lungs. He might, of course, have done it in a shoe store with a boot stretcher, but after all, it cost him nothing this way, and what is half an hour? After he had got his undershirt on, Jiggins used to hitch himself up like a dog in harness and do Sandow exercises. He did them forwards, backwards, and hindside up. He could have got a job as a dog anywhere. He spent all his time at this kind of thing. In his spare time at the office, he used to lie on his stomach on the floor and see if he could lift himself up with his knuckles. If he could, then he tried some other way until he found one that he couldn't do. Then he would spend the rest of his lunch hour on his stomach perfectly happy. In the evenings, in his room, he used to lift iron bars, cannonballs, heave dumbbells, and haul himself up to the ceiling with his teeth. 
you could hear the thumps half a mile. And he liked it. He spent half the night slinging himself around his room. He said it made his brain clear. When he got his brain perfectly clear, he went to bed and slept. As soon as he woke, he began clearing it again. Jiggins is dead. He was, of course, a pioneer, but the fact that he dumbbelled himself to death at an early age does not prevent a whole generation of young men from following in his path. They are ridden with the health mania. They make themselves a nuisance. They get up at impossible hours. They go out in silly little suits and run marathon heats before breakfast. They chase around barefoot and get the dew on their feet. They hunt for ozone. They bother about pepsin. They won't eat meat because it has too much nitrogen. They won't eat fruit because it hasn't any. They prefer albumin and starch and nitrogen to huckleberry pie and donuts. They won't drink water out of a tap. They won't eat sardines out of a can. They won't eat oysters out of a pail. They won't drink milk out of a glass. They're afraid of alcohol in any shape. Yes, sir, afraid. Cowards. And after all their fuss, they presently incur some simple, old-fashioned illness and die like anybody else. Now people of this sort have no chance to attain any great age. They're on the wrong track. Listen, do you want to live to be really old? To enjoy a grand, green, exuberant, boastful old age and to make yourself a nuisance to your whole neighborhood with your reminiscence? Then cut out all this nonsense. Cut it out. Get up in the morning at a sensible hour. The time to get up is when you have to, not before. If your office opens at 11, get up at 10.30. Take your chance on ozone. There isn't any such thing anyway. Or if there is, you can buy a thermos bottle full for five cents and put it on a shelf in your cupboard. If your work begins at 7 in the morning, get up at 10 minutes too, but don't be liar enough to say that you like it. It isn't exhilarating, and you know it. Also, drop all that cold bath business. You never did it when you were a boy. Don't be a fool now. If you must take a bath, you don't really need to. Take it warm. The pleasure of getting out of a cold bed and creeping to a hot bath beats a cold plunge to death. In any case, stop gassing about your tub and your shower as if you were the only man who ever washed. So much for that point. Next, take the question of germs and bacilli. Don't be scared of them. That's all. That's the whole thing. And if you once get onto that, you never need to worry again. If you see a bacilli, walk right up to it and look it in the eye. If one flies into your room, strike at it with your hat or with a towel. Hit it as hard as you can between the neck and the thorax. It will soon get sick of that. But as a matter of fact, a bacilli is perfectly quiet and harmless if you are not afraid of it. Speak to it. Call out to it to lie down. It'll understand. I had a bacilli once called Fido that would come and lie at my feet while I was working. I never knew a more affectionate companion, and when it was run over by an automobile, I buried it in the garden with genuine sorrow. I admit this is an exaggeration. I don't really remember its name. It may have been Robert. Understand that it is only a fad of modern medicine to say that cholera and typhoid and diphtheria are caused by bacilli and germs. Nonsense. Cholera is caused by a frightful pain in the stomach, and diphtheria is caused by trying to cure a sore throat. Now, take the question of food. Eat what you want. Eat lots of it. Yes, eat too much of it. Eat till you can just stagger across the room with it and prop it up against a sofa cushion. Eat everything you like until you can't eat any more. The only test is, can you pay for it? If you can't pay for it, don't eat it. And listen, 
Don't worry as to whether your food contains starch or albumin or gluten or nitrogen. If you're a fool enough to want these things, go and buy them and eat all you want of them. Go to a laundry and get a bag of starch and eat your fill of it. Eat it and take a good long drink of glue after it and a spoonful of Portland cement. That will gluten you good and solid. If you like nitrogen, go and get a druggist to give you a canful of it at the soda counter and let you sip it with a straw. Only don't think that you can mix all these things up with your food. There isn't any nitrogen or phosphorus or albumin in ordinary things to eat. In any decent household, all that sort of stuff is washed out in the kitchen sink before the food is put on the table. And just one word about fresh air and exercise. Don't bother with either of them. Get your room full of good air and then shut up the windows and keep it. It will keep for years. Anyway, don't keep using your lungs all the time. Let them rest. As for exercises, if you have to take it, take it and put up with it. But as long as you have the price of a hack and can hire other people to play baseball for you and run races and do gymnastics while you sit in the shade and smoke and watch them, great heavens, what more do you want? So there, that is Stephen Leacock's uh, spectacularly bad advice for living to the ripe old age of 200. I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope that you will subscribe to this podcast and rate it and tell a friend if you haven't done any of those things. And if you have, thank you ever so much. And thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to The Cultured Bumpkin, a literature podcast with Jake Phillips. Thank you very much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you enjoyed this, would you mind going and subscribing and leaving a nice review on whatever podcast podcast platform you heard this on? I would really appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.